0: three two one this is ashley watson aka j mitch of real talk inc and i'm chilling with daydream the dj on the best podcast neat straight up or on the rocks the podcast that asks you how do you like your life
1: of december 2021 we are at the end ashley you are my last guest of the year wow yep which <laughs> conversely makes you the first guest of the new year um so thank you for coming um, i want to welcome you to neat straight up or on the rocks a podcast and ask you how do you like your life uh, today as i've already stated we're talking with ashley watson of real talk Uh, Hashtag Real Talk.
0: Hashtag Real Talk.
1: Hashtag Real Talk uh, serves as a community-based program bridging gaps and resources within public schools and the inner city, uh, which is uh, something that I have a huge passion for, by the way. Hashtag Real Talk uh, teaches life principles through community service, arts, education, and self-development. We believe in, in power sharing oh let me redo that <laughs> we believe in power sharing and creating open systems that provide experiences of shared ownership through our nine principles we guide students in talking and active role in their in building their leadership skills uh, I started drinking already and uh, providing an ownership and collaboration efforts amongst their peers uh, what are, what are some of the principles that you your statement uh, means
0: yeah so um our Our biggest principle is hashtag safety, um, which is a practice of mindfulness of your mental, emotional, and your physical needs, uh, which I think is super important for young people and adults, um, especially today.
1: Especially adults. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Cheers. (laughs) Especially adults um, (laughs) And after going through a pandemic. So it's hashtag safety, hashtag respect. All these have hashtags. Uh, Empathy, love, honesty, maturity, confidence, empathy, um, and empowerment.
2: All right.
1: Uh, uh, So networking and interpersonal skill building workshops is what you do. Um, They're implemented to improve communication, advocacy, and self-esteem. I've seen a lot of your work, which is one of the reasons why you're here um, with the kids, the teens, um, and how your principals help them uh, become better students, become better people, Become better athletes, all just an all-around better human, um, and a lot of them don't have the opportunity, especially in that age bracket, to get out and um, volunteer, to get out and do community service. So I also think that's really huge. Uh, it was last year or the year before COVID. COVID's like a complete blank, right? There's nothing Absolutely. there during COVID. <laughs> so the year before, <laughs> yeah. um, kids were out um, serving meals and stuff to the the homeless down at the, the bus shelters and um, the city missions and stuff like that. Uh, wearing t-shirts, all kinds of proud, um, just being out there happy, excited, and it was really good. So, uh, and, and something else you use is the coaching techniques and collaborative language, so you don't just neglect them as adults.
0: Right. The biggest thing is using their voice, you know, to you know bridge those gaps and, you know,
1: fellowship like with leaders, you know? Mm-hmm. I completely agree because they, you know, they're as adults, we have a tendency to uh, look at them as less than Yes. when they have their own worlds that they live in and at, you know, at their time where they are and they're, you know, where you want to meet people where they are. And that's a big part of relationship building. That's why a lot of adults struggle working with kids.
0: Yeah. Like, do you remember what your life was like in high school? The Christ? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember some really bad choices. (laughs) You know,
0: like that was the most important thing to you during that time when Mm -hmm. you were in high school. Like nothing else mattered. So to kind of ignore that, you know, and think about the programs that aren't out there geared Mm -hmm. towards that age group. Even middle school, that seventh grade, that eighth grade into high school, it's just neglect.
1: Somebody asked me the other day about the rules that I had to overcome in middle school. Mm. And I laughed for like five minutes because I was like, first of all, I'm like 40 something. So going all the way back to middle school, (laughs) second of all, I was in foster care. So the only thing I could remember doing in middle school was just punching people in their chest and Mm. failing. Right. Because Mm. my life was so disrupted um, that the only thing I could do was act out. Obviously, adults back then didn't care. And Mm. we really didn't. Our culture doesn't really believe in counseling right Right. so uh, me needing that counseling being the eldest of three wasn't accepted at that time so i was just walking down the hallway We're walking in lines past other kids and if you picked on me at any point in time i was taking it out on you at that moment when you did not think about it and i remember getting uh expelled from school i remember all those things and i thought because you brought up middle school uh, that's like one of the most troubling times in a youth's uh, life Absolutely. because they're kind of like, uh, we call it sea turtles. Is it <laughs> the sea turtles that have the babies and then just walk right into? That- don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yo, you just got to grow up. <laughs> right. You just got to grow up. I'm going to just lay my eggs right here, and then I'm going to head back to the ocean, and you're just going to have to make it between here and there. And that's kind of what middle school was. Like, you just had to survive middle school.
0: Absolutely. Well, how about growing up during the time when 9-11 happened? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I, we actually saw the second plane go into oh, the man. building. Yeah, so that was... A thing yeah. you know in sixth grade and I, I can't even tell you what happened in the end of sixth grade I don't even remember after yeah. that you know that that shaped that year
1: you just locked it all down mm-hmm. in your brain absolutely yeah.
0: I can tell you what happened when I got back in seven you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of kids are going through that now
0: um right. you know okay, those yeah.
1: kindergarten pre-k kids that don't have that school structure. Mm-hmm. They missed out an entire year of being in school because they did it virtually
2: mm-hmm.
1: and now are experiencing what it's like to be in school and they're going day. to get for a full day. Like there's no, I can go to the bathroom when I want. Right. I Snacks. can get some food right when I want. <laughs> <It's> like, <almost. laughs> literally like, yeah. so I, I, I feel sorry for them. Um, but it also helps as an adult to look at something like that and think about um, it reminds us to think about what life really is, right? right? Because you could miss out on that amount of time. Kids are doing that every day without pandemic happening, right? Without nine eleven happening, their family structures just don't allow them to go to school. Right. Um, and, you know, they're missing out on engaging, social engagements and stuff like that and learning how to be a part of a society just because the family structure, it doesn't uh, promote education or them going to the school the parents are you know whatever cracked out alcoholics whatever it is and it sounds bad because we drinking beer right now but uh <laughs> we're functioning
0: <laughs> i mean or even just the the school systems too right so you leave one system that doesn't allow that or permit that and then you go into another system right that doesn't allow that or permit that and that's one of the battles that i'm in right now um in my my new uh, program going for my doctorate Oh, I hear you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um and it's just to infiltrate this educational system because mm-hmm. we're not doing enough, right? We don't have enough arts that are geared towards our minority kids mm-hmm. or just our Hispanic kids, our indigenous mm-hmm. population, you know, um, and so, yeah,
2: we need
1: some new curriculum, man. Yeah. Well, it's good. You know, your program was formed to provide these students with access to inner city resources or just city resources and exposure exposure to their culture. Right. Or any culture in general. Right. Um, right. My previous jobs, I had the pleasure of taking kids um, to different cities, different states. Uh, raising money to get them off their block so that they can go and have these experiences and now to look at these same kids as adults today uh, Knowing that those experiences helped shaped who they are now right um, and their need to keep going further Because they know that there's something else out there. They're not just stuck on a block or whatever so um, So I, I uh, again appreciate you um, for what you're doing not only with uh, just our community but just in general, because the work itself is a footprint in history, right? And that's just the way it is. You know, there's always going to be people that don't look like us that do these things, but they can't do it the way we do it because we understand and we, we have a certain commitment to it. So I'm not saying that they don't, but there's just something about growing up in a culture I'm and understanding that culture, right? Mm-hmm. And then being able to empathize appropriately with kids who just don't have tools that other families have. So um, there's a, a big, big round of applause for you and your team and what you're doing. I want you to keep going and keep pushing forward. Thank you. Uh, so again, just tell me what your social media is.
0: Yes, my social media is j__mitch24 on Instagram, and you can follow Real Talk on Facebook at Real Talk, no hashtag.
1: <laughs> yeah um instagram did that to me as well and twitter
0: yeah which is really
1: odd because yeah. Twitter's like the hashtag place so i need
0: to like you know get big or something so we can get that in
1: there oh you can do your own yeah. <laughs> create your own app
2: there we go
1: all right so we're gonna uh, take a quick I break <laughs> it's possible i know some people that have done it for bitcoins and stuff like that so um, but we're going to take a quick break uh, The song we're going to select on this break Is one of your top three songs That I ask everybody who's come who comes on To give me their top three songs um, And you gave three songs With three different, very different artists <laughs> But I, I have an understanding And uh, when we come back We're going to talk about the song Follow Me by Alias and why you chose it So uh, this is Daydream the DJ On Neat, Straight Up Or On The Rocks, a podcast that asks you how do you like your life with Ashley Watson of Real Talk. And we'll see you in a few. say don't eat at um, Walmart. We went to Walmart to get some food. You can't really you get to cities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Small villages and towns, Spanish, mm-hmm. right? And she can speak a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. All my Spanish is gone. It's been gone for 20 years, just about. Um, so when you get out and you're trying to order stuff, it's all in Spanish or whatever. So um, We went to, it was like, oh, it'll be safe to go to Walmart, right? Walmart's got everything. Plus, we're going to stock up. We're going to get all our beer. We're going to get all our liquor. We're going to get all our water and everything. So, you know how they got the little service areas for food and all the other stuff? And I was just looking. It was all in Spanish. I was like, I know what that is. I'll have that (laughs) and I'll have that. And then when she came back, it was in a cup because they don't do takeout. They're not used to doing oh, takeouts like that. Shit. So people that eat at that Walmart, eat at that Walmart.
2: Okay.
1: So I had to eat my food <laughs> without a fork. <laughs> with, <laughs> out, a yeah, out of a styrofoam cup OMG. with a plastic top. And we oh, just man. just cracked up about it. It's like, yo, <laughs> third world for real. <laughs> for real. Oh,
0: man. And that
1: wasn't the first time that that happened. It was a couple times we were like, yo, they must not like giving out like plasticware or silverware or nothing like that with their food you actually have to look around and get that stuff so <laughs> it was it was one of it was the best trip I'll say, I'm i not going to say one of it was the best trip with all that adrenaline and everything we hiked a freaking mountain
2: nice yeah okay
1: it wasn't when you hiked it but it definitely got nice <laughs> after a while so okay. but it was once you get through it and the waterfalls we saw at the end of mm. the hike was just like that's beautiful. <laughs> like that's just beautiful. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm right watching a, a waterfall come from down a mountain, and it's just bouncing around, and then it leads to the stream, and the stream leads to, it, and you're just like, all right, let's go back. <laughs> 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 Got to go down.
2: Okay. Like, it's crazy,
1: man. But it was, it was, it was really good. I recommend if you've never been or have never thought to go to Costa Rica, go, but don't drive. When you get there, find a resort. And then you can get off the resort and walk around and stuff like that. Don't do what we did. All right. we yeah, my best friend was talking about going to
0: Costa Rica and me, so
1: that's why I asked. Oh, it's so hot. I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna definitely go.
1: It's hot. <laughs> oh, it's hot. Okay. All right, we're back drinking, talking about this trip I just took. So y'all just heard our whole conversation. I don't even know if I'm edited out. <laughs> I might <laughs> just leave it. Uh, so alias, follow me. Uh, why did you choose that as one of your three favorite songs for this podcast?
0: Um, well, if I'm gonna be quite honest, uh, I didn't know that the whole world would know that. <laughs> 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 I might have chose different artists. Well, nah, like, <laughs> all right, but um, truth to be told, "Follow Me" is like um, one of my foundational staples. It, I think, it um, reflects that ancestry that. That matriarchal, that patriarchal um, culture and mm-hmm. um, black ethnicity, you know, um, it it just resonates barbecue. It resonates mm-hmm. family and fellowship and togetherness, and that's what. The hashtag damn line dances. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It
1: resonates line dances. Exactly. In art, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, music
0: renaissance, <clears throat> and that's what uh, hashtag real talk is all about you know the just the lyricism of we must stop fighting and yes. you know to get to a place where we are free I think that
1: in a country in a country yep that's still we just had this conversation in you a know? country that taught us or told us we were supposed to be free right yep you know we the people what people you know mm-hmm. and
0: so I think that following me um uh, symbolizes, first of all, I just appreciate you you know, this this, this is a moment right here, Um, because I never thought about this song in this way, you know um, and I think that this is a representation of what what I would want for this organization you know, to Mm -hmm. be the movement of change that I say that it is, you know, um, Mm -hmm. follow the principles of Real Talk not for me or for any clout, right, as the young people say but for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know follow Follow what you need for safety, what you need for respect and empathy and
1: love, you know. Um, now you going to listen to it on your way home. <laughs> I know. Like,
0: I'm going to write a whole piece
1: of it. <laughs> I'm going to hear this song a different way. Right. Uh, so I
0: think that's why I chose that. Yeah, definitely. cool.
1: Cool. All right. So uh, tell me about Real Talk. I know I talked about the um, information that, you know, you actually have to have <laughs> in order for people to understand the language, basically the language of what Real Talk is. Uh, But there's a deeper soulful meaning to Real Talk. Talk to me about Real Talk. Tell me about it.
0: I think that deep soulful meaning of Real Talk comes from all the seeds planted in my life. Mm -hmm. um, And the steps that have been ordered for me. You know, um, I'm a believer in in a higher power. I believe in Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's the leader of my life. And, Mm -hmm. you know... From the time I was a a teenager, I've been serving, serving other youth. Um, It started when I was in Brooklyn and New York City in the Red Hook Youth Court. Um, Being a a high school student uh, as an advocate for youth, you know, so if you got in trouble as a a high schooler, um, but you're... Whatever your your thing that you did wasn't as serious, <clears throat> wasn't a serious crime. Mm-hmm. If you would go to court and the judge, your sanction would be to go to youth court. Mm-hmm. And so the youth court would hear your trial and then we would give you a sanction to probably do like community service or something like that.
1: We would so, have, uh, for us it would be called uh, like a student council or something yeah, like that is what we exactly. did here in Buffalo, yeah.
0: So that's kind of where, you know, it started for me outside of, you know, you um, serving summer youth. And then from there, I served at the Correctional Association of New York for LGBTQ um, teens. And that impacted me mm-hmm. just as a young person and having a cousin who was murdered um, as trans when I was in 10th grade, mm-hmm. you know. So this work is is, is deep, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then I think when I came to Buffalo <clears throat> in 2009, just being introduced to a new population of young people that... Didn't have access that I had, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they didn't have those paid internships that would give you $20 an hour, you know, in 2009. Yeah, imagine
1: what that does for you, like, emotionally, right? Right. And self-esteem that it drives to say, I have this type of worth based on, you know, even just doing an internship at $20 an hour, right, Mm -hmm. versus... Okay, I'm stuck at McDonald's now for like 10 bucks right. or eight bucks an hour, right? That's So when people have that argument about 1525 or 1550, and I'm still like, you, you're not looking at how this impacts a person's social, emotional, economic well-being. You're just looking at it like you don't want to pay more money for your food right. versus the the impact that it's gonna have on someone. It should have that positive impact. Look what it did for you. Yeah. To just talk about being a team <laughs> making twenty dollars an hour is like
0: yeah. unheard
1: of around here. I was able
0: to take care of myself. Yeah, you know? Um just from internships. So yeah, I think I think those seeds of working with those young people and being in um, charter schools where young people weren't learn, learning how to write in cursive writing. Mm. And I didn't understand how they were going to know how to sign their name. When they to
2: <laughs> sign high a school, check.
0: Sign a check. Right. You know, they weren't yeah. learning how to write checks, you know. Mm. Um, so creating workshops that that taught our community, taught this community in Buffalo um, how to take care of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, how to communicate, how to advocate. Um And I think being a prevention specialist is really what Mm. brought this home for me. Working for the Boys and Girls Club, so I got a little background (laughs) stuff. (laughs) This is what people do on podcasts, right? Yeah, 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 let it roll. (laughs) So... When I was young, um, I remember specifically I was in Brooklyn and there used to be a commercial with Denzel Washington that used to mm, come on. That
1: bad boy still comes on. They still running, yep, right? It still running. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and that commercial just stuck with me, like just seeing the, the kids on the bus and seeing Denzel and everything. And I was like, I wanted that. Like I didn't have that in Brooklyn. Right. And when I came to Buffalo, the Boys and Girls Club was here. It was active. It was live. And so was David Collins. <laughs> Shout out to David Collins. You know how I love it, so you know what all that and kind of stuff. <laughs> Put me <in> on.
2: <laughs> Man. Um,
0: and being a prevention specialist for the Boys and Girls Club, working with teens, dealing with challenges in life that I didn't have to deal right. with. Right. That made me um realize I didn't know enough. Yeah. And I needed more education. Yeah. Um and I also needed more empathy.
1: Yep. Huge right. word. Huge, Huge misunderstood word.
0: Yep. Yeah. I also got to see how much privilege I had
1: yeah
0: you know as an african-american queer woman yeah. you know that I, I never thought about my privilege yeah but growing up with so much family around me um, that was richness you know I grew up with wealth in that way yeah. having yeah. A family and being in Buffalo seeing how many teens didn't have family. yeah there aren't generations of that kind of wealth that educational wealth um, being passed down and so they were on their own yeah all they had was the club,
1: me, survive, yeah. <laughs> it it, it survival, was to survive, you know? yeah. And and other
0: staff. So in um, going back to school and and running in my education, you know, real
1: talk developed. Okay, um, I I actually thank you for that. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you, but uh, I started out at the boys and girls clubs as a prevention specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually walked into their door to sell them my program. My agency that I owned at the time, entitled Urban Mike. Mike, MIC, was an acronym for motivating and inspiring children. Mm-hmm. So, some of the things you're saying um, mirror exactly what the principles were for Urban Mike, right? Where we, um, we recognize that all the things that were especially important to the inner city kids the music, the poetry, the arts in any form, right? Performing arts right. so. We're all being pulled out of schools and they were calling it a budget crisis, right? right. But those things didn't lead to suburban schools. Correct. So that's why I started, ooh, excuse me, and I uh, started Urban Mike. Um, we had some programs going with some artists, uh, poets, and we even at some point dabbled in modeling. Um, I met just about all of my favorite uh, hip hop MCs just working between the colleges and with the local um, council members and stuff like that doing having kids work and uh, put flyers up and they were able to see and meet these artists and stuff like that so um, I can understand the impact that you have uh, because I've done that too as well mm-hmm. um, and I can see exactly what you're saying because we're in that same kind of mind frame right. um, and then I walk into the Boys and Girls Club to sell them this program this wonderful program And they sold me on a job Mm -hmm. as a prevention specialist. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started at many moons ago um, before I kind of varied all over the place. But that was a big point in my life. It was real pivotal when I decided to stop working for someone else and start working for my own. And then a mentor of mine said, well, this job kind of offers exactly what you're doing, right? And then my artists were kind of doing all their own things anyways, and I had to pull them in. It was kind of like a... um, Temp agency, Mm. right, where they were independent contractors. And I would go and meet and say, here's what you need in your program. Let's sit down. Let's talk about this community center. Let's talk about the arts that are missing. And I'll bring somebody in three days a week. And here's what we'll charge and so forth and so on. And it was kind of like a temp agency. It worked that way. Uh, And I met a ton of people um, and a ton of kids that we helped. uh, And just hearing you say that, right, gives me hope. And fills me with pride and joy that it's not just a one-shot thing, right? Mm. There are many people that don't just recognize that this is a need. They're actually out there doing it. Yeah. This is not what you hear. You talked about earlier, like, not uh, watching the news since the George, George Floyd verdict. Right. There's, You know, it's not on the news. It's not on the radio. Right. You know, the best thing about these podcasts and video vlogs or whatever, right, is that everybody has a voice. Everybody can speak their truth. Uh, this thing started for me um, because I'm obsessed with death mm. is to leave my voice behind and the things that I like and the people that I like and I know and what they're doing so that when I'm gone, my nieces, my nephews, all the thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids that I've worked with or interacted with over the last 20 years, my wife has a place to go to and I'm still going to, my essence is still going to mm. be here, I right? Like so, um, Legacy. Oh, it's definitely about legacy. Um and and to hear you speak um, as a part of the legacy. Right. Because those the conversations we've had, um, I've had a personal stake in it, but I've never initially told you what that personal stake was. Right. Because you sound exactly like what I hear in my head when I want things to be different for kids and how kids should and what the state of kid the life that kids are, especially growing up in foster care. And seeing how that system completely fails people. But that's another conversation.
0: Yeah, shout out to uh and Daniels Fostering Greatness. Yeah,
1: so uh, why did you choose the name Real Talk?
0: You know, that's a good question. Um,
1: told you it was a good question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I just, well, first of all, I think I can tell you more about the logo that led to the name more than anything. I think the vision of the logo came before the name. Okay. Uh, Just being from Brooklyn and having to cross that bridge in order to even get here to Buffalo, uh, to go through the things that some of these teens have gone through myself, um, and the bridge representing that next level, right? That next place Mm -hmm. um, crossing over and being the thing that we need to come together. Uh, the the four birds being our four areas of, of, of impact. Mm. And, you know, I don't know about you, but if you know who Jay-Z is, <laughs> I'm a rapper
1: of all time. Uh, I'm a Nas bad, fan, though. but I definitely I'm a, no, am. I'm a Nas fan
0: too. You know Virgo love all day. So, you know. <laughs> I definitely know <laughs> Jay-Z. To,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but, you know, the... It's the realness of being from Brooklyn, you know, that rawness, that grittiness, hmm. um, and we're just different. You know, I don't know, you can meet anybody that's born and raised in, in Brooklyn, New York, and they just talk different.
1: It's like you guys are in a whole nother place. We like are. you got your own city, your world. own state. Yeah, it's, 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 it's
2: crazy. We need a Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Just yeah.
1: It it's just Brooklyn, it's just it, just Brooklyn, that's <laughs> it, you know. It's, uh, New York City, no Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, like Brooklyn. what, <laughs> what are you talking that's about? It. That's it, yeah. so, you know. Um, you know what's funny? When we were in Costa Rica, we met people from Buffalo. Mm. I said we had to go halfway around the world (laughs) to meet people. And you know what they said? That's traditionally what's happened. And they travel a lot. And they've all met people around the world that are from Buffalo or some parts of the rest of New York. Mm. So I could share in that Brooklyn pride. (laughs) Because when you have that ownership, it's like, uh, I know my city's like that. I've heard this before.
0: (laughs) People represent Buffalo. Now, let me just say, I'm a Brooklyn Knight Buffalo soldier. All right, okay, there you go. I grew up my whole twenties. I've been in Buffalo, so Buffalo definitely has a part of my heart. Um, and no matter where I go, you can see Bills fans and they like yeah.
1: All <laughs> right, <go get> <laughs> They even changed the name to Bill's Mafia. Yes. So All
0: right, it's a real thing, y'all. Yeah. If you've never been if you've never been to a Bills tailgate, all right, listen. <laughs> they talk about it on ESPN, so
1: you know it's real. Okay? Yeah, yep. Come
0: to Buffalo for
1: a Bills tailgate. You literally have to be out there the day before the S- game.
0: Either the day before the game or that six a.m., seven a.m. Yep. Like that's a real thing, y'all. I'm black. I did it. I did <laughs> it. It was the best time of my life. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> All
1: right. So um, when how how long has Real Talk been going?
0: Yes, uh, Real Talk was established in 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. been a while. That's a lot of work. <laughs> <A> lot <laughs> a of We're in 2021. A lot of free work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the hard part about you know, it, too. It,
0: hard, but not hard. I don't think at that time I saw it that way. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about money.
2: Yeah. You yeah. know, and
0: I think that, that's, how, that's been one of the hardest lessons in getting into entrepreneurship where. The work shifts from yeah. the love and just the people to oh shit i gotta survive yeah i, I have to, to pay survive my bills, uh-huh. right and you know getting grounded back into my roots and my spirituality to refocus
1: that okay mm-hmm. yeah because there, there's a point in time where I'm owning a business is um it's um <laughs> very very challenging <laughs> as you can see <laughs> in my face like the amount of work it takes to tell somebody you are undervaluing what i'm talking about here like i really don't want to ask you to do this in the first place it should just be a given yes but and you that's are not yeah you're definitely you undervaluing know. it yeah so mm-hmm. it's like yeah.
0: and it, it's been hard too because our i was like beating at my chest with organizations about this work yeah and it's like now They're like, oh, my God, we need social emotional. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God, it's a new thing. Like, no, it's just been the thing. It's it's been a thing. Yeah, it's been a thing. You guys are just seeing our kids. Right. You know?
1: Right. And um, I hate to say it, but COVID put a real high value on that, too. A lot of the grants and things that are coming out next year, Mm -hmm. uh, being being at the table, (laughs) being privileged enough to be at a table to understand The cycles of grants and what's coming out and how much money's coming out is all geared towards the completely overlooked and undervalued teens that suffered during COVID. Like they had absolutely nothing, nowhere to go. And because everybody was struggling and they thought, oh, the younger kids will listen. No, the group, yeah, (laughs) it was just really terrible. Like we can't do this for them. We can't. It's like, uh, but. So, um, so, do you do this with employees, or is this volunteer-based? What do you, how do you, how do you staff this?
0: Well, right now, um, I have <laughs> lovely people that I either advocate for them to get paid in contract as well, okay, um, which has been nice, or. Honestly, they volunteer their time and work because they love the teams and they just believe in the mission.
1: So it's like what I was saying earlier, it's like <laughs> a tech agency, Pretty right? Much. You can be an independent contractor, right. right? And then I can I can make sure that you're written into this grant or whatever right. and you get paid that. Especially fee, my
0: older teens. Like I have teens that, that I worked with when they were like 15 years old and now mm-hmm. they're 22. And so they come in with me on contracts and they get paid to do
1: That's what awesome. They do, that's you know? awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do now, um, actually, I'm going to ask you about some of the locations, if you don't mind, that you've worked at before. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, not any good or bad things, but just the locations that you've had your program at. Um, And then we'll take a break after we ask this question with Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. So uh, some of the locations that you've worked at around here uh, in the city of Buffalo.
0: Um, so I've been in many Buffalo public schools. Uh, primarily, Real Talk was um, established in the first high in the first high school was Riverside High School. Mm-hmm. Um, Gloria J Parks Community Center. Boys and Girls Club of Buffalo. I love
1: them guys over there. Gloria J. J. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs)
0: Um, Boys and Girls Club of Buffalo. Boys and Girls Club of the North Towns. Um, We also started a lot of our workshops uh, when I worked for Say Yes to Education, Hmm. which is an amazing organization here in Buffalo. Um, We've been in the Sweet Home High School District. Hmm. Uh, We've partnered with... um, restorative justice Mm -hmm. um, which has been great where we got into some middle schools Um, and we do a program called Can You Hear Me Now Mm. where we just actually did our showcase for the year and we'll be back in the spring um, where it's a collaboration between Gloria J. Parks Community Center, Real Talk Inc. uh, D. Real McCoy and the Wakanda Alliance. Mm. and We pretty much have a open mic every Tuesday night mm. for young people to come sing, dance, whatever type of art expression they have. And then on Saturdays we do artist development. Mm. We use our principles for artist development in different ways. This season we did fashion. Mm. So it was the drip um, season and we sponsored two of the artists. Gotta Showcase. stay in line
1: with those kids and their language no, boy. Mean, <laughs> it's, let's, it's drip. I mean, listen, we, I had
0: one of the community um, directors come he's like, So what is drip actually? Uh, you're I in was the like, wrong you. job. Said, you, yep. drip on right
1: now, bro. <laughs> you don't know this you kid's know. language? Right. You're gonna be lost. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? So just seeing the development over just the course of um, the season with them and the principals just developing their confidence and what they yeah. wear. Um, everybody showed up dripped out. So um that's I the bet they it was. did. Boy, I bet they
1: that's like the one chance they you know? was like, yo, it's time to put the best
0: on But right to now. see them put together what they had too, I think that was the most empowering thing for me and my team because some of them didn't get sponsored to go to yeah. the mall with us. You know, so they just had to use what they had. Yeah. So to use the lessons that they got about confidence and just loving yourself, you yeah. know. Yeah. That was dope. That was yeah. Dope. Yeah. shout out to Rebecca Rodriguez for that.
1: I hear you. My, um, my, um, my lesson in life with that came through Prince. <laughs> it's another conversation for another day. Let's just say that I, my life was changed the first time I ever heard Prince. Um, I thought I had to be somebody for somebody. Yeah. You know how people put their, um, their goals and objectives on you um, because they didn't get to that point in mm-hmm. life. Uh, so they see you and say you could do this and here's the direction you're going to go in your life. Unfortunately, I was a victim of that because that's exactly what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I was being taken advantage of and it wasn't maliciously, but it helped me actually put me on a path to where I am right now. So I can't really be too mad, but I definitely look back and understand how adults do that to children and how it's wrong, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we were talking about earlier with youth voice. Like my yes. voice was muted. I had to do this and I had to do that. And I, you know, going in that path just wasn't. So Prince taught me to just just be free, mm. just free yourself and do what you you know, what you want to do. Find out who you are and then become who you are, mm. uh, and be okay with that. Cause yes. you know everybody's gonna say something about something. That's just the way it is with life. You just as free as booty cheeks. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Prince moment though is at the Super Bowl. With the guitar mm. and the sheet mm. and he just had it projected <laughs> and people was like what is that i was like that is exactly what it looks like <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like so prince not only showed you the back yeah. he also showed you the front <laughs> and did it on the world's biggest stage yep. all right so we're gonna take a break uh, we'll be right back with ashley watson of real talk after this break with michael jackson man in the mirror we're gonna discuss why she chose this song this is Daydream the DJ with Neat, comma straight up or on the rocks, a podcast that asks you, how do you like your life?
3: Mm-hmm. I wanna make a change, for once in my life. Disregard I'm broken
1: Welcome back. (laughs) Um, After that song, actually, we had a really long conversation that we did not record. So you guys missed out on all of it. But you're still getting the good good. section. (laughs) You're still getting some good information from both of us about um, the topics that we decided to talk about today, which is uh, with Ashley Watson of Real Talk. Um, And the song you just heard was Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Um, And that was the third song. And I don't know if there was an order. I just put them in that order or whatever, as which one was number one, number two, number three. Actually, you really don't even have to have that structure. You just pick those three songs that you really liked. Um, And my question would be why uh, that song uh, and what does it mean to you to some degree?
0: Well, I'm going to say, as we get through this list, I'm actually becoming more pleased that I did choose these songs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think at the time when you asked me, I did pause and think about what was reflective of me and my characteristics. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, uh, Michael Jackson is just one of my favorites of all times. He's the GOAT. Um, And I thought... When I think about men in the mirror, I think back to that little girl and wanting to help those in need from the time I was a
2: youth.
0: Mm. Uh, growing up in New York City, um, seeing so much homelessness, mm. I, used to, I remember riding on a train. Talk about it. You know what I mean? Just riding on a train and asking my parents, like, oh, I don't get it, like... This used to be me. Like, we got all these buildings, right? And they used to be like, uh-huh. And I'm like, we got all these buildings. <laughs> But why we don't have no buildings? Am I going I crazy? Street, like, right. I don't it. Can y'all tell me? And they didn't have answers for me, you know? So I knew from then, like, I was different. You know, the way my mind worked was just different. Yeah. And I wanted something for the people that were in need. Um, and MJ talks about just making a change and first making that change. By looking at yourself in the mirror and starting with the self. And that just brings me back to my work that I'm founded in, which is social emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and developing the self. You know, um, Dr. Cornel
1: West talks about that, you know, the cultivation of self, you know, and the love of self. Let's not talk about the controversy with him, though. He's he's another one that I'm like that with Kanye. Yes. The controversy I completely understand. But. Everyone has to have their own individual self. You're yes. not going to always agree with them. Yes. But I agree with the majority of Dr. Cornel West yes. versus the controversial parts that I have with him. So.
2: Yes.
0: So I wasn't talking about those parts. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just a theoretical piece. That well, you know, I they all missed
1: out on our yeah. Kanye conversation. So.
2: <laughs>
0: You know, just even with the Kanye, just being able to have your own mind and not being of that conformity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Having that freedom, the ultimate freedom in life is being able to think for yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not conform to just what everybody, what the status quo is. Right. Um, And this song, I think, in Michael Michael Jackson reflects that non-traditional, you know, that against the status quo. Mm -hmm. And that's what everything Real Talk is about. When we come into your schools, we want to sit on top of the desk. We want to tear shit up. Just I mean, break the difference. Yeah, break, break the difference of, of it. You know? <laughs> you no, know, because I,
1: I remember walking into a couple of your sessions. Y'all were breaking plates, <laughs> throwing plates up against the wall, and I yeah, was like, yeah, "Yo, yeah. this is different." <laughs> yeah,
0: you gotta get it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so being able to just uh, break the rules um, with permission. Right. Um, I think that Michael Jackson did that with this song, and not a lot of people really take heed to that, you know, we want to change everybody else. We want to point the finger, you know, and uh, I think that this song reflects being able to point the
1: finger at yourself. Yeah, well, I completely understand that. Uh, And it's Michael Jackson's another one of my favorite artists as well for that reason. I mean, throughout all that controversy um, that he had to go through, uh, it's like any pivotal person from our culture in American history. There's always something that's going to try and drive them down or defame them or make their message seem a little worse. Mm-hmm. But when you are a true fan and you hear the lyrics and you understand what this person is trying to get out, the message is trying to be given. You understand exactly why they did what they did to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't as if. Um, I, and only Michael knows. Right. Michael and whoever knows. But um, at some point, you you have to decide whether it's something you're going to listen to and it's going to take you away from this person that you. I have a personal relationship like Michael Jackson doesn't know me, but I got a personal relationship, with, especially with this song, something like this. Right. Like that's a powerful message. And when you listen to music today, a lot of it lacks messages like this Mm -hmm. because of situations like that what they did to him Um, so and that's my personal opinion so uh, next couple questions I want to ask about favorite foods let's get to know you a little bit better
2: foods
0: Mm. all right let's go like cuisines or
1: Uh, however you want to break it down (laughs) alright so just don't say cheese
0: sticks (laughs) no 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 no. I'm not the chicken finger type of girl I do love obviously I love soul food however I've learned how unhealthy our soul food is (laughs) right Um, so I can um, appreciate some vegan soul food Ah. Um, but my favorite foods I think are like Thai food um Hmm. Italian food. I make a dope pasta. Uh, what else? I like. Mm, I like Indian food. Mm. Um, all
1: spicy. <laughs> it sounds sweet.
0: With a lot of flavor, like Medi- a lot of yes, salt. I like Mediterranean. <laughs> I like Caribbean. Right, I'm a Caribbean girl, yeah, man. I yeah. like. I love Puerto Rican food. Love Dominican food. <sighs> all the islands. All
1: the yeah. I have to tell you, we were supposed to go to a uh, Cuba mm. right after. Obama Mm. in the beginning of Trump. (laughs) And I found that by not saying a person's name, you actually give them more power than they need. So he is not Voldemort. (laughs) Harry Potter (laughs) Voldemort. But when he shut down Cuba... All I could think about was that original Cuban Mm -hmm. sandwich that Mm -hmm. I was missing out on. (laughs) It was mad as hell. I just wanted a Cuban sandwich. Okay, seeing cars from the 30s through the 50s and just a whole lifestyle that's stuck in time. Okay, great. But a Cuban sandwich, like, you hurt me. Because I had one in Florida. It was really good and it was made by Cubans. Mm -hmm. So that made me go... I wonder what it tastes like mm. in Cuba, like really? Cubans. Yes. And then Trump shut all that down and it is what it is. Um, so I'm going to open it up again for favorite music because mm. I know um, giving you the three before was sort of a small list that you had to narrow it down and you probably were in a different space when you selected those, even though it seems like it fits everything we've discussed today. So uh, right. favorite Ironically. music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Are we talking genres? Are we talking artists? Up to you.
1: i like to leave it open.
0: Well, I will not share the year I was born. <laughs> but I will say that I grew up at the start of true hip-hop. Oh. And um, mm. so I am through and through a hip-hop head. Born and raised through and through. Um, it runs through my veins. Um, I love gospel music.
2: Mm.
0: Like I mean Especially
1: when you're in the midst of the devil. Listen. I
0: mean Lower. I might listen to some gospel music like so, multiple times a week at yeah. some point. Like something is playing. If it's not playing in my head, it's playing in my car. Yeah. Um and um I love pop music. So mm-hmm. I used to be one of those kids that would watch like the MTV awards <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's the artist that seen that song. Like I love that joint. Uh, so <laughs> Very renowned But you know We're gonna go Top 5 Dead or Alive Yeah
2: you Might know, as well
0: Biggie, Jay-Z, Tupac oh, yeah, might And as well. Nas yeah. You know Biggie, Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas And then my number 5 I'm gonna just leave that for the audience. Oh <laughs>
1: I hear you Mine changes uh, Depending on my mood Some days right? I could be caught in KRS-One Heaven
2: Mm. the
1: man's lyrics is just, mm. just you know just <laughs> and he was um, probably the first I would say the first hip hop artist I've ever heard like mm. I was sitting on the porch I, when I hear his voice I remember where I was when I first heard his voice mm. so that type of nostalgia comes from KRS-One sitting on a porch with a gray boombox mm. recording his music off of the radio up until yes. then it was like Lionel Richie and some other stuff that they played on a radio station that wasn't really a radio station built for my culture my community and then I heard Kara's one come through which is when you talked about Earlier with the bridge, mm. even when you said that, my head started going, The bridge is over, the bridge, the is, bridge is over. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just kept, it's yep. like, oh, okay, she said the bridge, and my head just like, I just get stuck when it comes to KRS. See, when you say that,
0: my mind goes Fuji, oh, mask yeah. on, mask oh, off, right? Oh, yeah. You know, talking about stuff like that. I got chills.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hip hop has a rich history. Absolutely. Um, New York Knicks. Mm. It's <laughs> probably the sound. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not even asking a question. I'm just making a stating a name, to and in see the what you're gonna say.
0: <laughs> oh man, like, great disappointment this season. Um, I'm trying, I'm hopeful though, right? In the sense that we still have another half to go. We ain't even make it to the Christmas game yet. Um, we might try, get pulled off yeah, the TV right. for that. One. Trying to see what I know, yeah. Um what they doing with Tibbs, if if Tibbs is stand then oh, he's what gotta he's doing stay. with the lineup. Yeah. You know, this is the most progress we've had with a coach in a while.
1: I liked so, Fizdale. I, I was liked a Dave I, yeah, I didn't think I they he gave was him enough time. No, nope, no. Nope. And then they tanked the team. Yes. on purpose with him knowing that they take the team yes. and then got rid of him the and next season. And he was a winning coach. Yep.
0: Yeah, I thought that was trash. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to give Tibbs his props, um, but I think that I, I, I'm i just... Kimba got to step up on defense. You know, Tibbs. You I don't like think he's going to
1: see the court no more this season. And that's unless crazy. Unless it's with the Knicks. So... I mean, unless with a different team, not with the Knicks.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what we're doing about if we're trading. I heard they were trying to package Julius Randle and... This person. Maybe that might be why he's he playing the
1: way he's playing. He's. He has been. He's been really shy of pulling the trigger. Yes. He used to be gun ho like let's do it. Yeah. Now it's like I'm not gonna shoot in the first People half. You like, pass tell that it, the it, ball it like
0: he's playing in limbo.
1: Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't know what to do. Right. Like, is, am I so. hair or am I not here? We got some good rookies though. We do.
0: <laughs> I like quickly. Oh know? yeah. I like um Obi Toppin. I like I like what, what they doing there. Um I like our center.
1: Robinson, oh yeah, you know? Robinson's you know? nice too.
0: And the fact that he
1: came from nowhere, like, he didn't even go to college. He left high school and went into uh, Juco, Mm. and then they picked him up, like, hey, he was going to be number one Mm. overall if he went to college anyway. So, some of those moves were great, but I I don't know. I'm a Randall fan. I didn't like him at first Mm -hmm. because of Kobe. Yeah. We broke his leg the first (laughs) game he played ever in the NBA, and I was like, this dude's going to be trash. Uh, but then last year, obviously, during COVID, he showed out. Yes, but he this showed year, up. He acting like Kiki don't know how to do anything. So. I mean, I
0: saw a little bit in the playoffs. I ain't going to lie. You know. Oh,
1: they start trapping his ass. Yeah, he went yeah. a little cold turkey. Um, oh, he was get a trap a house.
0: Versatile with the left, you know, you got the left. Nobody can hold the left. But yeah. when you get the left and the right.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's basketball. That's, you know, you got to have that left and that right. Yeah. And, you know, I can, I say the same thing about, um. What's his name? The other the other kid we picked up a couple years ago. He's the lefty. Yeah, RJ. Yeah, RJ Barrett. Like he only got one move. (laughs) He comes off the right side of the court, driving to the left side of the court. Other than that, he's shooting threes. Like you really gotta diversify your game. Like they shut that once they shut that left side of that court shit down. You're not knifing across the left side anymore. They shut it down. So now what you gonna do? Shoot threes? I knew we was in trouble when Derrick Rose was our all star. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and he only (laughs) played like he played half a season. and was the all star. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I appreciate having Derrick Rose on the team. You know, it's been nice. That dude is still nice. Yes, absolutely.
1: He's he's quick too. Well, what do you think we need
0: though?
1: Um uh Damien Lillard. <laughs> I know. I know. Damien Lillard, you need a you, we, this is no better example of a team needing an All-Star.
2: Yes.
1: Last year was great to have a bunch of people that were just, you know, dogs. Mm-hmm. But we got enough dogs, we need an All-Star now. Yeah. It's, we
0: haven't had an All-Star since Melo.
1: Yeah, well. I right, um wherever Melo go, I go. So <laughs> <laughs> I seen that boy perform some amazing stuff, so yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, Julius Randle is not going to be that all-star. He's going to be more like Clyde. Walt Clyde Frazier. He's going to be more like a, a Robin. You and, need a Batman. Yeah, I, He's nice, but he just can't But I think do he it. need a Batman that he respects because
0: he played with
1: Kobe. Oh, yeah. he going to get. He gonna have to have somebody that's going to be like, nah, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. right now, he's the man, and I don't think he can – I think he's trying to be um, – He's trying to be too friendly.
2: Mm.
1: I, again, my my favorite players, Kobe, Michael, were like. I mean, Kobe made Dwight Howard cry. Right. Like, so I need somebody that's gonna be right. You gonna a general, you're right? To New York <laughs> like, truth be
0: so that's why I didn't want Kevin Durant on our team because I didn't feel like Kevin Durant carried that dog in him that we I needed. He nice he's <laughs> nice, <laughs> but when we talking about Oof. leadership.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. You know. But when I see Kevin Durant, it's that Jay-Z and Beyonce song. I can do anything. Oh, that dude is nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> nice. I, I watched him in the uh, the Olympics. Holy <laughs> God. My man said, no, nah, I'm going to just take over. Ain't nothing y'all can do. Just shoot. Yeah, I'm going to just take over. I can shoot from here. I can shoot from there. I can run it down on you. I can dunk it. And he play defense. Yeah. Uh, so... Alright, so what do you see as the evolution of Real Talk? Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be tomorrow or it doesn't have to be five years, but um, a projection of what you think the evolution is going to be.
0: Well, um, I can see hashtag Real Talk as an app. I can see Mm. hashtag Real Talk in every public school in the United States Um, Mm. as... A Standard curriculum, the reformed educational pedagogy, as they say in the <laughs> academia. There's
1: pedagogy. that word pedagogy, <laughs> yep. you know, ad nauseum. They yes, say, yes, ad nauseum.
0: Right. Um, and real talk, real talk, hashtag real talk being the way of life. Uh, hashtag real talk is accompanied by a growth formula, um, which. <clears throat> Uh, details into like a I would say like a math formula so it's like Mm. awareness plus acceptance plus disruption um, plus change equals growth Mm. and so the principles of hashtag Real talk accompany, accompany this growth formula and I believe that this is also how we can just make change in the world in the areas that we want to see it going back to man in America
1: Okay. Nice way to wrap that up. You tied that right in there. I didn't even have to. Um Buffalo pizza versus New York City pizza.
0: Uh, all right, so if you would have asked what me happened this, was. Right, if yeah. you would me this when I first came to Buffalo, I was like, New York all day, you know. Now I would say New York City pizza is just there's no comparison. Yeah, it like, just has one style. It just, has just one style. That's <laughs> yep. what it is. Like if you love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Buffalo, though, you gotta know what you like.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> so we talking for me? We talking obviously Lenovas. Yeah. And we talking Bocce's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give some love it's the sauce, to Sauce Man. It's the sauce, and I'm gonna give some love to uh, what's the other joint that all the organizations <laughs> order from? Um, Franco's Franco's yeah. I'll
1: give some lots of Franco's So we'll go Franco's is like the deep dish Yeah Chicago Lenovo's yeah.
0: Bocce's Franco's Yeah yeah, yeah. Franco's
1: That's yeah. it Yeah man I I, I am uh, It's hard to find Good pizza outside of Buffalo Yes it's Or wings hard, It's hard to find good wings, wings Outside too. of Buffalo Yeah Like I'm like, what? So many different styles. Like, <laughs> What's <is> this? Yeah. <laughs> is that real blue cheese? Like, what?
0: Oh man! And <laughs> oh, you're tricking me with ranch. Like
1: oh, that man. is really
0: a thing. Yep. Like Shout yep. out to Buffalo for
1: that. <laughs> yep. yep. You can eat good and get really fat here. <laughs> yes.
0: When I tell people um, when they come to Buffalo to visit, just it's a food tour. Yep. Like, don't eat before you come. We just gonna eat.
1: The <laughs> yeah. That's what the people do here. That's the culture. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, even uh, what is it, Wendy's? Wendy's is it Wendy's that got the new style of French fries now? Yes. The they, yeah, is. they all up in the competition now. right? <laughs> so it's just it's that competitive edge that again, you're in a house eight months out of the year, you don't want to keep having the same style of pizza or the same type of wings or that, Yeah, and it, there's this uh place over where we used to work at. That has over fifty different flavors of wings. Mm. Haven't tried all fifty yet though.
2: Okay,
1: what's but it called? Uh, it's a little hole in the wall. Okay. Yeah, it's. it's a Is hole it that in the
0: wall. one that's um like right around the corner? It's a
1: hotel slash. Like yes, yep. Or the, something? Yep. Yes. It's okay. A hole okay. in the wall. You walk <laughs> in. As soon as you walk in, you see the wall, and it has all of the wing sauce is ready to go. I haven't been there since. They remind,
0: I've been there since the... Oh, uh, that was just it's, like best It's like a, like a new joint in no, there. No, I don't do that, <laughs> man. That was
1: like the best thing. You walk in and you like overwhelmed. Like, oh, I want that. I want that. <laughs> I want... How did you put that on the wing sauce? <laughs> yeah, I want that. <laughs> so, um, you know, thank you again. You know, I want you to, to put out your social media stuff again. We're going to end with... Um, this New York state of mind Jay-Z and Alicia Keys uh, which is another song that you selected and obviously being from Brooklyn um, and Buffalo we'll get the slash in there now mm-hmm. uh, you understand some really good things about Buffalo now too <laughs> um, uh, thank you for all that you do in the community with all the kids I know you don't do it for the the thanks but reciprocity is you know also a really big thing too right what you give out is what you should get back or you should want to get back. It's hard to accept that, especially when you know you're not where you want to be yet. Um, So, but thank you for the journey you've been on so far because it's important. Um, It's definitely looking at marginalized um, people in general. Um, And there's just so much more that can be added to it. Um, And you're, you're making, you're waking people up, I think, especially when you get into these schools with these people who these pedagogical ideas (laughs) but uh, they think more about the theories uh, that they're supposed to practice versus the lives that they're supposed to save Um, and for someone like you that is out there saving lives in your way um, and getting kids to be expressive in many different art forms um, you're making a greater impact on kids who just don't look for a job but they're gonna look for something that's going to advance their life. They're gonna do what they wanna do. I always find it funny when people say, after COVID, we can't hire anybody. And it's like, it's because your job market sucks. The way you interview and bring people in and treat people sucks. And you didn't evaluate the human aspect of it. There's no Eastern philosophy Mm -hmm. in how you're working with adults, right? Young adults coming out of college who can drive Uber and not give a damn about working for you. They'd be out here all day driving and having a great time. So you have to rethink how you're going to shape that. And you're working amongst the kids and the people that are changing the way work, the way life is going to look going forward. And you're right in the thick of it. So thank you for what you do. I definitely appreciate you. Um, I saw you when you started. Mm -hmm. I'm watching where you are now. Um, And I'm waiting to see more of the the great things that are going to come later on in life for you and the kids that you're the community and the people that you're serving. So thank you. And this is a daydream the DJ. And again, you're with Neat, comma straight up or on the rocks, a podcast that asks you, how do you like your life? And we're going to end with the Jay Z and Alicia Keys, New York State of Mind song. Is there anything you want to say about why you picked this song?
0: Little mama jumped on stage when they were farted <laughs> Yo, she did. Yo. She was like, oh, y- y'all forget about me. Oh, man. Okay, no. Um, I, I mean, when you hear it, when you're from New York, um, obviously, if you're specifically from Brooklyn, but just even being from the state of New York <laughs> in general, you feel it. It runs through your veins. It, it pumps you up. This is the definition of empowerment for me. And so whenever I need a reminder, this is my reminder.
1: All right, I appreciate you keep doing what you're doing and then just make sure y'all go and check out real talk um, even send words of encouragement you know some you know you hear stuff around the world you guys are all out there um, you got programs and things that are happening maybe you're doing some of the same stuff maybe you were inspired to do some of the same stuff maybe you are actually able to make connections right reach out to Ashley um, with her social media information that she provided. Um, let her know what you think, um, and then probably try to do some collaborations and just make this world keep turning and be in a better place. Peace.
4: Oh Pain to Wayne Way, three dice, Lo, three card, Marley, Labor Day Parade, rest in peace, Bob Marley, Statue of Liberty, long live the world trade, long live the king, yo, I'm from the Empire State. That's- So they could step out of bounds quick The sidelines is lined with casualties Who sip the life casually Then gradually become worse Don't fight the apple, Eve Caught up in the in crowd Now you're in style And in the winter gets cold In vogue with your skin out City of sin is a pity on a whim Good girls going bad The city's filled with them Mommy took a bus trip Now she got a bust out Everybody ride her Just like a bus route it's Hell Mary to the city You're a virgin And Jesus can't save you Life starts when
0: A podcast that asks you, how do you like your life?